Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 3rd of August. India recorded a single day increase of 30,549 COVID-19 cases, bringing the total number of cases to over 3.17 crore. By recording 422 fatalities in the last 24 hours, the death toll now stands at 4,25,195. Remember that all these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. According to a study by the Indian Council of Medical Research, National Institute of Virology, antibodies produced in response to Covaxin were lowered when tested against the Delta variant and its sub-lineages, but remained strong enough to be protective. The antibodies were obtained from completely vaccinated people, some of whom had reported breakthrough infections and others who had recovered from COVID-19. They were evaluated against lab-cultured coronavirus variants from the Delta AY.1 and AY.3 lineages. COVID-19 Task Force member N.K. Arora admitted that the supply of Bharat Biotech's co-vaccine slowed down because the first few batches of the vaccine produced at the company's new facility in Bengaluru did not meet quality expectations. He added that the problem has been resolved now. The Maharashtra government eased COVID-19 restrictions in 22 of the state's 36 districts. Under the new guidelines, all shops will be allowed to stay open till 8pm on weekdays. Public gardens and playgrounds have been allowed to open, while gyms, salons and yoga centres can operate at 50% capacity. 11 districts with higher caseloads are still under restrictions. Meanwhile, Pune's health department data indicates that several districts in the state, including Ahmednagar, Satara, Solapur and Sangli, continue to account for a high number of cases and deaths. While Pune district has recorded more than 10.58 lakh persons recovering from COVID-19 till date, Pune Rural continues to report a significant number of cases. According to Indian Express, Experts cited a good amount of testing during this phase as one of the reasons for the rise in infection and fatality rates. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, COVID-19 has infected 198.8 million people and caused more than 4.23 million deaths since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. Yesterday, five journalists reported to be on the potential list of Pegasus Snoop targets moved the Supreme Court, contending that the unauthorized use of surveillance by government agencies has violated their fundamental rights under the Constitution. According to Live Law, the journalists who filed the petition are Paranjoy Guha Thakurta, SNM Abdi, Prem Shankar Jha, Rupesh Kumar Singh and Ipsa Shataksi. They stated that they have strong reason to believe that they have been subjected to a deeply intrusive surveillance and hacking by the government of India or some other third party. In their petition, they pointed out that the union government has not categorically denied using the Pegasus malware for surveillance purposes. The petition said that France's National Cyber Security Agency, ANSSI, had confirmed the presence of Pegasus spyware on the phones of two journalists. The reliefs sought in the petition include a declaration that the installation and or, or use of malware or spyware such as Pegasus is illegal and unconstitutional. Besides, 
It also includes a judicial oversight mechanism to deal with any complaints or illegal breaches of privacy and hacking and punish all government officials responsible for such breaches. It also sought a direction to the respondents to produce and disclose all material and documents with respect to the investigation, authorization and or, or order or orders pertaining to the use of Pegasus on the petitioner. Additionally, the Editors Guild of India too approached the Apex Court today, seeking a probe by a special investigation team into the Pegasus row. Barr and Benz reported that in a PIL, the Guild also challenged the constitutional wires of electronic surveillance, hacking and use of spyware, and the existing legal architecture for surveillance. The plea also sought information on whether the Union of India had procured, licensed, obtained and used Pegasus on Indian citizens or if it had entered into contracts, agreements, memoranda of understanding with foreign countries for supplying spyware, hacking or electronic surveillance for use on Indian citizens. It asked the court to direct the Union government to disclose details or the list of people that have been under electronic surveillance, hacking or otherwise spied on. It also sought for the details of who prepared and populated the said list and the details of every Indian citizen on the list. According to the Hindu, the Indian army and the Chinese military stated yesterday that the 12th round of the Corps Commanders Conference was constructed. However, they said that they are yet to achieve an agreement on pullout from the regions of Gogra and Hot Springs in eastern Ladakh. The talks held on 31st of July lasted almost nine hours. This round of talks came after India and China's foreign ministers met in Dushanbe on 14th of July and the working mechanism for consultation and coordination on India-China border affairs had its 22nd meeting on 25th of June. According to their joint statement, both sides have committed to settle the remaining issues quickly and sustain the momentum of conversation and negotiations. In the meantime, the two sides agreed to continue their effective efforts in ensuring stability along the LSE in the Western sector and jointly maintain peace and tranquility. According to Scroll, in the previous meeting on 9th of April, the two sides had discussed the withdrawal of troops from other points of contention after the disengagement process in Pangong So was completed. However, rumors surfaced a few days after the meetings that China refused to withdraw its troops from Hot Springs and Gogra Post. The Lok Sabha passed the Essential Defence Services Bill 2021 today, amid protests from the opposition. The bill was passed by a voice note without any discussion. The bill aims to prevent workers of the government-owned ordnance factories from going on strike against the corporatization of the units. Indian Express reported that while the opposition called the bill draconian, that would deprive employees of their democratic rights to protest, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh said the government had taken all employee unions into confidence before passing it. The Parliament also approved the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code Amendment Bill 2021 with its passage through the Upper House. The Rajya Sabha was adjourned following multiple uproars and protests as the opposition continued its protests over the Pegasus row. Meanwhile, senior Congress leader Rahul Gandhi said 
that opposition unity was the need of the hour to fight the center. He said that the more united the opposition parties become, the more difficult it will be for the BJP and RSS to silence the dissenting voices. Earlier today, the Constitution Club hosted a breakfast opposition meet of leaders from as many as 17 parties. At the meeting, leaders were reportedly forming a strategy to break the present stalemate in Parliament. A simulated session outside the Parliament building has been proposed by several parties. A priest identified as Radhishyam and his three accomplices allegedly raped and murdered a nine-year-old girl in Delhi and then forcibly cremated her body. According to NDTV, the accused have been detained and the police are continuing their investigation. According to the deceased lawyer Suresh Chaudhary, a case has been filed against the accused under IPC sections 376 and 304 and under sections of the POXO Act. These charges pertain to child sexual abuse and offences against reserved castes and tribes under the strict rules. Belonging to the Valmiki community, the girl resided with her parents in Purana Nangal, close to the crematorium in the Delhi cantonment region. The incident happened on 1st of August when she went to the crematorium to get water from the cooler. Around 6pm, some locals who knew Radhisham summoned the girl's mother to the crematorium and showed her the body. According to the priest, she got electrocuted while drinking water from the cooler. However, her mother alleged that she saw burn marks on her wrist and elbow, her lips were blue and her clothes were wet. According to NDTV, the priest and his associates asked the girl's mother to not report the matter. They warned her mother that filing a case would result in a post-mortem in which the child's organs would be stolen. They insisted that a cremation should be held right away. To know who all are to be blamed for her death, News Laundry's Nidhi Suresh hit the ground and met with the deceased family and neighbours. You can watch this space for her detailed ground report. Listeners, this incident is a distressing reminder of the atrocities women face, especially those belonging to marginalised communities. According to the National Crime Record Bureau data, in the past decade, crimes against Dalits have risen by 37%. In 2019, 10 Dalit women were raped every day in India, according to official figures. The state of Uttar Pradesh had the highest number of cases of violence against women, as well as the highest number of cases of sexual assault against girls. Last year, News Laundry reported about the gang rape and subsequent death of a 19-year-old Dalit woman in Uttar Pradesh's Hathras by four Thakur men. Her body was forcibly cremated by the UP police without the consent of her family. We were one of the very few independent media organizations that continued reporting about the family's turmoil and how, even after months down the line, the family still remains under constant surveillance. You can check all our reports from the case under the Hathras case section on our website. Listeners, reports such as these need time, resources and money. But we were able to do these reports because we had your support. So, help us bring the stories that matter. Subscribe to News Laundry today. You can do so by going to our homepage and by clicking on the red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 a month only. Yesterday, the central government told the Rajya Sabha 
that rupees 5.05 crore was approved as financial assistance to the dependents of 101 journalists who died due to covid in a written reply to a question asked at the rajya sabha information and broadcasting minister anurag thakur said that this was calculated on the basis of applications received by the press information bureau that fulfill criteria under the inb ministry's journalist welfare scheme according to read the debate campaign 672 journalists have died in india of covid as of today a database compiled by india's network of women in media puts the number at 552 on tuesday india lost to belgium in the men's hockey semi final of the tokyo olympics while india could score two goals belgium on the other hand scored a total of five India will now fight for the bronze medal against Australia. The death toll from last month's disastrous floods in central China went up to 302. This is more than triple the number of deaths reported last week. Al Jazeera reported that dozens more are still missing. At a news conference on Monday, the local administration reported that Zhengzhou, the state capital of Henan province, was the hardest hit. with 292 people killed and 47 missing three people remain missing in other areas of the province according to mayor hu hong 39 remains have been retrieved from underground car parks and other basement regions and 14 people perished on line 5 of the city's railway network according to the official xinhua news agency the state council China's cabinet declared on Monday that an investigative committee will look into how the floods were handled and recommend ways to improve disaster prevention. The wife of one of the subway victims told local media that she would sue the metro operator for carelessness, prompting calls for responsibility from city and provincial officials. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 